Welcome to Mental Break with Dr. Shauna. I'm your host, Dr. Shauna Moore Reynolds. Thank you for listening. Continuing with the mission and purpose of this show, we will focus on the mental health and wellness of the Black community. With me is my partner in crime, Brianna J. Coleman. Brianna is not only my daughter, but a licensed counselor in the state of Maryland. Today, we're going to have a discussion on Black women and the imposter syndrome in the workplace. Arthur Tanya Russell wrote in Allure magazine that imposter syndrome is defined as the feeling like a fraud or a phony in your profession, despite your education and training. People who suffer from this feel like their success is not merit-based, but actually luck. In addition, Tufts University states that the imposter syndrome happens when one, women are constantly reminded that their work does not deserve the same compensation as men, Two, women often stick out like a sore thumb in male-dominated spaces, so they may feel like they need to be invisible or undisruptive by demanding more. And three, if you work in a space where nobody else looks like you, it's easy to start to feel like you do not belong in that space. So black women, are we imposters? Let's talk about it here on Mental Break with Dr. Shauna. If you're interested in being on the show, send your message on drshawnaspeaks.com. You can hear more of this podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and other platforms. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here on Mental Break with Dr. Shauna. Tune in to The Skin Deep Show with host Sharon Morton as she engages your senses and examines the issues affecting black skin and its treatment in every facet of life. From beauty, health, and wellness to social injustice and mass incarceration, it's a show designed to stimulate your mind, body, and soul. Don't miss it. The Skin Deep Show, every Friday at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday at 4.30 p.m. on Sirius XM Channel 141, HUR Voices. Welcome back to Mental Break with Dr. Shauna. I'm your host, Dr. Shauna Moore Reynolds. As I mentioned before the break, we have on today's show, Brianna J. Coleman, a licensed counselor in the state of Maryland. She is here with us to, to discuss the black woman and the imposter syndrome in the workplace. Welcome back to Mental Break, Brianna. It's good to be here. So imposter syndrome, what is that? What, what is imposter syndrome? Is that that terms are coming up a lot lately. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think in... A sim- the simplest way of saying it is you're, you're in a space, you're in a position, and you feel like you're not qualified to be in that position, or that somehow you got there by luck and not by your own ability or your application or your experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that because I, I've had several situations in my career where I felt the same way, where you know that you're qualified, you worked hard to get into this position, but even though you're, you made it to that position, mm-hmm. you still feel like you don't belong or there's something missing or that someone's going to find out that you're not um, qualified enough, or you always feel like you're on edge, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to these positions. What do you think about that? Have you had that experience? Yeah, in some ways I have. Um, and of course, we're talking about black women specifically, and I don't think mm-hmm. it's com- completely a a black woman experience, but I just think for people of color, especially in fields that are dominated by um, people who don't look like you, or, mm-hmm. or your, your uh, superiors or those who don't look like you, um, you may feel like, oh, do I really belong here? Do I fit into the culture of, you know, this this organization? Um, and you'll have have thoughts like that. Um, 
in terms of my experience, there have been some times where I'm like, okay, like, do I really belong here? Is this really mm -hmm. where I'm supposed to be? But I know that I have the background to back it up. Mm -hmm. um, but those thoughts still do come from time to time. Mm -hmm. So where do you think that comes from, that, that feeling that we don't belong, especially as women of color? Um, why do why would do we not belong? Mm -hmm. we, we worked hard to get to where we are. We got worked hard to um, to get the education and the experience and everything else we need to fill these positions. But even though we worked this hard and we won these positions, in, in most cases, we still feel like we don't belong, or we still feel like we're missing something. Mm -hmm. I think it goes back to that that um, you know imposter or or phony. Like, am I phony? Am I supposed to be here? Mm -hmm. And I wonder, you know, I don't know if I have an answer to that specific question, but I wonder if some of that goes back to like failing, or like if I mess up in this role or I don't um, meet the standards that are given, like, am I really supposed to be here? Um, and I think some of that can um, translate into, you know, not wanting to make a state, want to, wanting to be perfect in that position mm -hmm. so that you don't mess up so then you don't look like a mm -hmm. phony. Like, I wonder if it's, <laughs> as, as weird as it sounds, I wonder if it's a situation where you're so afraid of being, being called out or being seen as an imposter that you feel like an imposter already. Right. So you already got the label before you even even do the work or before you even make the mistake. Yeah, and I wonder is that, you know, in some situations, yes, it, it, it could very well be someone putting that label on us. But I wonder how much of that time, how much of that time has been putting that label on ourselves? Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, when you walk into a space or you, you enter somewhere new, you already have ideas or or you, you build... Um, you build, I guess you build off of what you see in the first yeah. encounters that you have yeah. with people. Um, and based off of those, those encounters, sometimes you can feel like, oh, like I really don't belong here. Mm -hmm. um, am I, do I, am I really supposed to be in this position, mm -hmm. even though I'm qualified to be? Right. So this, is this something that we do to ourselves or, or, or are there people looking at us and saying that we don't belong? or your uh, affirmative action higher? Mm -hmm. Or do, yeah. are there people in the background that probably, are, that probably are putting those labels mm -hmm. on us? Well, of course, but um, but I think that goes back to, you know, counseling. Um, <laughs> you know, people put labels on you, but just because people put labels on you doesn't mean that they're necessarily true, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, I think when it comes down to believing the label and operating in that label is when it um, becomes a concern. Because, I mean, in any position, there's always going to be someone who has something to say about you or someone who who doesn't like you or doesn't like your quality of work mm -hmm. for for whatever reason there's always there will always be one um but when we think about like feeling it ourselves how much of it is you know that our work isn't up to par and how much of it is us putting additional pressure on ourselves right. in those positions. Right, definitely. So let's, let's talk about um, what's been in the news the last couple of days, uh, mm -hmm. what a professor said at Georgetown University. Yeah. You know, we already we are already hard on ourselves and we're trying to accomplish and achieve. And then we have a professor that in the background is, is already saying that African-American students are, are not good as other students are lower on the totem pole as other students it's like do we really even have a chance um in in the workplace when we we are already discounted before we even get there or discounted while we're in the process mm -hmm. you know or, or we're expected to do less or or not be as qualified or you know you know how do you feel about hearing a professor say something like that well um <laughs> yeah so <laughs> 
I it, it was we I didn't watch the 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 full um I didn't listen to or watch the full audio or video that they had of the professors that only saw some sound bites of it um and her saying that they're always like they they're right. always at the bottom <laughs> yeah um and it like frustrates her that they're always at the bottom for whatever reason um and I mean people have like outside circumstances that contribute to how they do in school like your grades aren't always your grades aren't always a representation of your knowledge like your knowledge and your ability to do the job or mm-hmm. or be in that position as weird as that sounds right because we base everything off of grades mm-hmm. um but to hear a professor say that it's like you know you are the person who is grading my work who is supposed to help guide me to be better in the profession um and if that is your belief of me and the group of people that um that I look like, you know, mm-hmm. that I'm a part of, then are you are you judging me or are you grading me or viewing me through that lens and is that contributing to how you're grading my work? Right. Um and I think when we talk about imposter syndrome in that realm, it's like, okay, again, when it goes back to maybe not, not everybody is going to see you as qualified. There's always going to be one. And maybe not every professor at the university sees black students that way, but there is one who does. Um, you know, considering that um, you may feel about it like an imposter working with that professor, right. Um, how much of it is you not being qualified to be there and how much of it is that person's perceptions of you? Right, right. So we have perceptions out there. And I'm also a university professor and I I see both sides of of, of the the coin when it comes to that. And I do have students that, that will come to me or even even colleagues um, out in the field that will come to me and discuss, you know, issues or problems or things that may prevent them from being their utmost best, mm-hmm. you know, but you know by talking with them that they know their stuff. They know they're, they're qualified to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they did the work to be here. But because of circumstances, they may not be at their best at that time or they may not shine or, mm-hmm. you know, at all uh, at all times. And, and one thing you learn as a professor is that you try to find out what's going on with that student. You're supposed to build a rapport with your students and find out if there is a problem, yeah. I'll help you with it or I'll help, you, I'll help guide you with it. And the same thing out in the field. It should be the same way where if there is a problem or issue that you can help that person through it. Mm-hmm. But it seems like a lot, in a lot of times that um, with the imposter syndrome, People that are going through those hard times or struggles or, you know, that self-doubt usually internalize it and they don't feel like they have a position to share with others or ask for help or or go to a colleague um, for consultation or whatever it may be, whether um, in school or out of school. They feel like they, get, that they hold the world um inside Mm kind of like the super woman syndrome we were talking about Mm -hmm, before where you feel like you have to do it all but you can't ask for help or you can't ask for assistance um so how do we change that you know uh, if you if you don't feel comfortable enough to share or you feel like you'll be judged if you share um you know your your um, struggles Mm -hmm. you know how do we move forward is it possible to be successful in your career and not be able to share those down 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 points or those down times with others I mean no I don't think so um regardless of what the career is because you have to have an outlet somewhere Mm -hmm. um and if that's not home if that's not your colleagues it needs to be somebody else because we've seen the um the negative consequences of people not you know, addressing the things that they're struggling with. And it's not to say that you're weak for 
for speaking on the things that you're you're struggling with or that you need help with but um are you making yourself weaker by not by not speaking on it by holding on it by trying to do it by yourself when you know you can get assistance and help for it so that you don't have to carry the whole burden right like is it worth carrying the whole burden yourself um and you know one thing you said about being a professor um you know is that getting to know your students actually knowing what's what's going on Mm -hmm. um that's not something that every professor does and i know it depends on your university and your program and all those things but that's not mm-hmm. something that a lot of professors do it's not a lot something that a lot of people do with people who are not like them and we have a lot more in common than we think oftentimes but you assume that mm-hmm. this person is so different from you and you don't take the chance to really understand your students then if they were going through something or there were different circumstances um you know contributing to however they were doing in that class or in that job position or whatever you're never going to know because you don't you have you're carrying these assumptions without really knowing their situation which could be very similar to your own um and not to say that this is a not not to say this as like a stereotype of all students of color but a lot of students of color um you know, have outside outside things that they may be dealing with. I mean, all students do. Right. But for example, you know, I've worked with um, some clients who didn't feel that they were smart enough in college or in graduate school because, you know, they weren't doing as well or they had counterparts who were able to do better, to, who were doing better than them. But right. when we broke down the root of it, mm-hmm. it was like, well, your counterparts' parents are paying for the whole program for them. And they don't have to worry about anything but studying, but you're working a job outside, taking care of your family and trying to, to do your do your education. Right. So not it's not to say that everyone goes through that experience. But when you look at grades and trying to retain knowledge and knowing it, someone may know it, have it down, but may not be able to put all that on paper because of the outside things that they're trying to manage while in the program. And that doesn't mm-hmm. make them any less of a student, any less in that profession, but that's just what they're going through. And if you would speak to them, you would know that. Okay, we're going to pick up on that again um, after our break. So it's now time for, t- for us to take a short break. Remember, if you're interested in being on the show, send me a message on drshawnaspeaks.com. You can hear more of this podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and other platforms. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here on Mental Break with Dr. Shauna. Do you need expert advice from successful business leaders on how to start, grow, and finance your business? Tune in every week to the Small Business Report at HUR Voices on Sirius XM Channel 141 with your hosts, Carl Brown and Sharon Morton. The Small Business Report gives you the small business owner and those thinking about starting a business. Expert advice from successful business leaders around the country. Visit us at smallbusinessreport.biz and like us on Facebook. The Small Business Report, giving you the tools you need to succeed. And we are back here on Mental Break with Dr. Shauna. I'm your host, Dr. Shauna Moore Reynolds, and we are talking to licensed counselor Brianna Coleman about black women and the imposter syndrome in the workplace. And we picked up on education um, in our last segment also. So let's pick up where we left off. Mm -hmm. So when we talked about the imposter syndrome, we were talking about um, education, I guess, higher education. And um, sometimes we feel like we don't belong or we're we're not knowledgeable enough. But a lot of times... um, students of color have other issues that are going on at the mm-hmm. time that they're going through the educational journey. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes it's not understood by the professors that, um, 
that that work with them. And I, I talked about my time as a professor. Um, one thing I try to do with all my students is have that open door to where if there is a problem or issue going on, they can come to me and discuss it with me and we'll work through it or mm-hmm. we'll work it out or I'll find resources or whatever it is to help you get through that journey. Because I know what it's like to struggle and get that education. And, and I think you were saying um, during our break um, that a lot of professors are not like that. So tell me your experiences in, in, in education, higher education, and also, you know, the imposter syndrome that might come about um, during that time. Um, I'm really trying. I think there were only like two or three. And I guess I'm one of those people who just like never goes to their professors about anything because those are probably only like two or three circumstances where I went to my professors. and were like, hey, this is what's going on. Um, because I never, I guess personally, I just never felt like I needed to, or I had to, because mm-hmm. I was able to keep it together. But I would say personally, when it came to my outside circumstances in you know, college and then my master's program, it's like, okay, I went to work, I went to school, but there was really nothing else outside of that. I was just like work, school, work, school, adjusting. If I'm late, like with my professors, they knew I went to work before, before that but I didn't I personally didn't have any um experiences outside of that that I I would view as adding additional strain for me mm-hmm. but I will say in terms of imposter syndrome I think it kind of for me I guess it goes back to what we were speaking about a little bit earlier um that um feeling that well I know that I'm qualified to be here but I feel like I have expectations that I must meet as not only you know like a new employer a new hire or, or a new person in the program but also as a woman in the program and then also as a black woman in the program mm-hmm. and so even if you feel qualified to be there having that pressure or speaking for myself having that pressure on myself and then having that fear of messing up then makes me feel like I have that imposter syndrome because well if I do mess up and make a mistake like am I phony or do I deserve to be here? Right. Um, and of course you go back and forth with those thoughts from time to time and it's, it's worse for some than it is for others, but those are definitely thoughts that, that do exist. Um, and research shows that is a something that a lot of women of color go through in their positions, regardless of how high um, in, in the organization or mm-hmm. how high in education they may be, they feel that. So is it that we have to prove ourselves, uh, not only uh, know ourselves personally, but also prove um, other women are worthy of the position or women of color are worthy of the position? Uh, are we always in a position where we have to prove ourselves mm-hmm. or uh, in, in that situation? What do you think about that? You know, are we always on edge? I think so. And I think that goes back to um, when we when we did the show on, um, you know, superwoman, the superwoman syndrome, you know, mm-hmm. before imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. There's so many syndromes, but they all they all mix in together because like like what you said, um, if you are the representation for other people like you, if you are the, um, um, you know, the the. I can't think of the word now, but like if you're if you're if you're breaking ground, right. you know, to be the first one, if you're the the pioneer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're the pioneer, um, in whatever space that is, you know, you feel like you need to do well not only for yourself, but then right. for people who come after you, so that right. they also have the opportunity, um, or also right. to, or even to like break stereotypes of people who came before you who may not have done as well. Um, based off of what other people have said, you know, in office like, oh, right. well, so-and-so who was here before you, whatever the case yeah, may be, yeah, and commentary like that. And you're like, well, I don't want to be seen in that way, so I have to work hard not to be seen that way. But that's, right. you know, additional pressure that you may have on yourself to make sure that you not only 
meet your own expectations, but also so that you allow there for there to be opportunities for yourself to move forward right. and for other people to come in after you. Definitely, definitely. I, I totally agree with that. Whether in academia or in the um, workplace, we mm-hmm. we hope to leave a good imp- um, imprint um, where we other other people can follow us afterwards. Um, so. Let me ask you this. What are the signs of imposter syndrome? Mm -hmm. I know you were researching that. What are the signs? What can we look for? And how do we know we may be imposters or, you know, going through that imposter syndrome? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the main ones is self-doubt. And I know I like self-doubt, you know, is a very general. We all experience self-doubt from time to time. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, if you it's like, you know, when you mix all the factors together, it it produces the um, if you put all the cake ingredients together, you make the cake. Right. So, you know, if you have self-doubt, um, six, um, success is attributed to, to external factors. Mm-hmm. Like if you really believe that you got that position by luck, not by your, you know, what you've done, not by your experience, not by your application. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I just got lucky when I got this position mm-hmm. or just because they just needed another black person. I got mm-hmm. this position, you know, making excuses for why you actually deserve to be there. So how does luck come into it? Why, why does that, why is that even a factor? Why would that even come up in our mind? We apply for this position. We put, mm-hmm. we fill out the application. We have our resume tight. We went near and we had that interview. We did well and they selected us. Why does that always go back to luck because they could have selected someone else so we're just luck of the draw so there had to be something that they saw in us there had to be something that they that drew us to the position well right you know coming from the counseling perspective and challenging those negative (laughs) thoughts yeah of course that's that's the answer but when you're thinking about what what is what are the symptoms of me having imposter syndrome it's like well i just you're telling yourself that your success is based off of luck and not actually off of your effort. Right, right. Or, um, you know, in addition to that, sabotaging your own success is what some people do. Uh-huh. Um, you know. How do you do that? Mm-hmm. How do how do how do we sabotage ourselves? Do we go into the position and not do the job or not uh, or not live up to the position? Or how do we sabotage ourselves? It, I mean, that's a that's on a person to per, person to person level, because, you know, I think it's one of those things where, you know, that especially in times where you could have done better or mm-hmm. you could have gone farther, but you didn't because mm-hmm. you didn't want to mess up. Like, right. you know, you could, you could have gone that extra mile, but you didn't go the extra mile. You stayed mediocre because you, if you would have gone the extra mile and messed up, would that make you look like a phony or like you don't know what you're doing? Right. Right. Um, or, you know, and that could also be, you know, self-sabotage and not, you know, offering your ideas, not, uh-huh. you know, taking the opportunity to, to you know, provide um, additional additional things to whatever your team your team is doing. Right. So not going the extra mile because you don't want to seem like you don't know what you're doing. Say whatever you said isn't accepted. Right, right. But you could also go the other way where you're overdoing it. Yes, and <laughs> I think that's I think that's something when we talk about imposter syndrome, right? Because um, you can you can internalize. Um, a lot of these things and that that could from a mental health perspective lead right. to anxiety and depression uh-huh. but I think one important thing to consider is that there's different types of people um, there's different types of imposter syndrome right, right? right so you have like the perfectionist and of course you know um, that's the person who always feels like they could be doing better so again no matter what you're doing you feel like you could be doing better do I deserve to be here I could be doing better I could be doing better I could be doing better um, and you can never get out of that because you want everything to be perfect or, mm-hmm. or perfect how you've created in your mind. Um, he also is a superhero. Um, the person who feels inadequate, 
Yeah. Um, and you feel inadequate. So yeah. you, like you said, the person who's doing way too much. Way too much. Way too much. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's like outside of, you know, um, you know, race or gender, you know, there's some people in the office or at school who just do way too much. Right. Um, and that could be reflection. Some people are just like that. Some people could be a reflection of their own, you know, imposter syndrome and trying to make trying to make sure everyone can see that I'm capable because right. I'm always putting myself out there. But when you look a little bit deeper, like what are you really doing it for? Are you doing it so that everyone can see that that you know what you're doing and that you can do the job, you know? Right. Or are you doing it to kind of fill that void in yourself that you you don't yeah. feel like you actually deserve to be there? But in the end, in doing all that, being that superhero, but doing doing everything and too much usually leads to burnout and, and other issues in that person. Yeah, or, I mean, I think the other thing, too, when you're trying to do everything is, are you doing everything properly? Oh, that's good, too. You know, that's are you, I'm going to, like, you know, and I guess that's, that's a, a, a runoff conversation, but... When you're trying to do everything or look like you're helping or to look like you're there, right. are you doing things um, to your best ability? Right. Um, right. Is a question that we have to ask ourselves. And there's mm-hmm. there's two more. So there's the soloist. Uh-huh. It's also a type. Um, Take on a, everything. By yourself. By yourself, yeah. Uh-huh. Help from others is a weakness. Yeah. And, um, and that's interesting when you think about imposter syndrome or feeling like a phony or that you, or that you shouldn't be in a position. So because you feel that, you know, your success may have luck or that you don't deserve to be there. You do everything by yourself to right. prove that you can do it. Right. But in the end, you know, you're rejecting assistance when you actually need it to or right. you really make, again, it goes back to kind of like the person who's doing too much. Mm-hmm. Are you doing everything to your best ability mm-hmm. in that? Are you self-sabotaging yourself, right? Right. Are you self-sabotaging yourself to make it look like you can do it when you know that you actually need help? But if you're self-sabotaging, there's a there's an outcome that comes with that. Mm-hmm. So it it could be what 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 does the outcome what is the outcome after that? You know, you know. Okay, I I try to do everything on my own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I try to take all this stuff on my own, but I end up failing, or I, mm-hmm. I you know something happens. Or, Self-fulfilling you know, prophecy. Right. Self-fulfilling right. prophecy. Oh, I did all this and I wasn't successful. So that means maybe I just shouldn't be here. When in actuality, you are doing things that are contributing to some of your weak, some of your weaknesses and failures. So, right. you know, as much as we say, like, sometimes it may be other people placing this label on me. We have to also ask ourselves how much of it is us um, self-sabotaging or mm. fulfilling a label that we think that other people see us as. Ooh, this was a good discussion. We're going to have to get back Pick into back this yeah, absolutely. in the future. So we're at the end of our show. Thank you, Brianna Coleman, for joining another episode of Mental Break with Dr. Shauna. And for you out there, I hope our discussion today will help empower you to address the inner feelings of being an imposter. You can hear more of this podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and other platforms. You can also leave me a message on drshaunaspeaks.com if you're interested in being a guest on the show. I am your host, Dr. Shauna Moore-Reynolds. Thanks again for taking a middle break with Dr. Shauna.